Trigger warning, you're about to listen to the American Christian Thinker. Trigger warning. Anybody who can't handle adult conversations, topics, this is your trigger warning that we are giving you right now. Trigger warning. Trigger warning. You are about to be triggered. Give me a joke. I cannot believe this is happening. I'm literally about to fucking kill myself and I'm not kidding. You better fucking fix this shit right now. I literally am going to die. I need an ambulance. Welcome to the American Christian Thinker. I am so sorry to my world. I am so sorry to my world. This is not what we want. Trigger warning, you're about to listen to the American Christian Thinker. Trigger warning. There's so much potential um, for beauty and for devastation. In this one moment, it's just almost incomprehensible that they can exist right now. So, so close. Welcome to the American Christian Thinker. Welcome to the American Christian Thinker Podcast, brought to you by The Theology Pit. As Christians, we're called to act and not just sit back. We confront the culture head-on, dealing with social justice warriors, atheists, anti-Christians, cults, and religions. All and any topics will be socially driven. What trends publicly will get attended to publicly. Now, here's your host, Samson Kovac. everyone this is the american christian thinker and you are here it's brought to you by theology pit samson kovach here of course and i'll get this music down a little bit all right so we're going to come back to this thing on atheism here because hey this is what seems to be in the popular thread uh in pop culture that's going through um social media and all sorts of stuff like that. Now, the other night on um, Stephen Colbert's show, whatever it is, or Stephen Colbert, it depends on, I guess, you know, what decade you know him from, um, he had on uh, Ricky Gervais. I think that's how you say his name. And to me, I mean, Ricky's a fun, funny guy. Like, I mean, I, I really like The Office. I like, you know, some of the stuff he's done. But he's done some really stupid premised movies as an atheist, you know, to push the atheist agenda, to push this religion, which he claims is not a religion, but we all know that it is a religion because it's approached like a religion. And so while he was on there, now Stephen Colbert is a Catholic. He's a Roman Catholic, but he's a very liberal Catholic, but he's a Roman Catholic nonetheless. He teaches Sunday school, you know, has a religious background. He is a believer, okay, but an apologist, he is not. Um, He knows some... I guess some canned apologetic approaches say, obviously he's read, uh, St. Thomas Aquinas. Um, he's looked at, um, probably Pascal's wager, things like that and everything. So he decides on his show to have, you know, Ricky Gervais is on Ricky Gervais is an outspoken atheist. So he's like, Hey, let's debate, um, you know, whether or not there is a God. And so Ricky's like, yeah, sure. No problem. No problem. And, I'm going to play this and we're going to comment on it and and just listen to the way that atheists behave and the type of stuff that they say here. Would you want to debate the existence of God? Okay. 
So, uh, Ricky Gervais, is, is, why is there something instead of nothing? Okay, this is a question. This is a basic philosophical question. Okay, this isn't so much a religious question, but within philosophy, it is the number one question in philosophy. Why is there something rather than nothing? Okay, and any logical reasoning person understands this question and they think through, yeah, well, why is there something rather than nothing? I mean, how how come, you know, um, and the problem is, is that if you start with this question, the atheist has nowhere to go. So the atheist has to deflect in some way. They can't they can't answer that. They have to deflect from it. I, that's, that's, that makes no sense you at all. You have to answer that's, my question. That's not the two choices. No, but the choices I'm giving you, I'm the host. Well, I don't... <laughs> okay, now, I mean, you know, Steve makes a joke there and everything, but uh, what I would ask him then, uh, the atheist, is, okay, well, if there, what other choices are there? There's something, there's nothing, or what? What? What is there? Give me the third thing. So he should say, well, if that's not the, there, that's, there's just no two choices. I mean, there's not just two choices. Okay, well then, give me a third. Come on, that's what philosophy is about, the exchange of ideas. You claim that you have something else. What is it? What is it? Where, where, just name it. Just name it. I would like to hear it and listen to what he does. He doesn't even go there. He doesn't even give a third thing. Uh, you want to concede the debate? Why is there something this, this, of nothing? Hold on. Yes. Uh, what do you mean out of nothing? What do you, do you Why is there What do you mean out of nothing? What do you mean ex nihilo? He didn't ask an ex nihilo argument out of nothing. Okay? Because the you know ex, ex nihilo nihil fit out of nothing nothing comes. He says, "Why is there something rather than nothing?" Not you know this whole out of nothing thing. See, he just switched topics. He just did a sleight of hand right there, and yeah, Stephen didn't pick up on it. There's something instead of why is there nothing? Why why does the universe exist at all? Why is there something? But surely the big question is not why, but how. Okay, that's another sleight of hand. Okay, why is there nothing? And I understand because if they say why, the whole concept of why implies intent. Intent implies a, a, a sentient consciousness, which means that there would have to be something um, that was powerful enough to create everything in the first place, that there was something. So he's trying to switch it from a personal question of why is there something to how is there something, okay? It really, it doesn't get away from the problem. He, he doesn't, he, he's not getting away from the problem by doing this. What he's doing is he's trying to change the language, control the language, but he's not, he, he's not answering the question. I mean, and it, well, just listen. Well, why is it relevant? Okay, it? fine. How, how is there something? Because you think of God as the prime mover. How is there anything? Well, 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 I don't. Okay, and Stephen just injected that in there, and he said, all right, how is there something? God is the prime mover. Whoa, wait a minute. Even, even as a Christian apologist, we wouldn't go there. We would still leave it on them. How is there something? Now, he has injected God into the debate, okay? Now... He hasn't defined godness. He hasn't defined what God is. The whole point of why is there something rather than nothing or the Kalam cosmological argument or you know, the teleological argument or the argument from design or the census de Venetonis, like any of these arguments, it's specifically to give a piece for an understanding of godness. What type of God, what, what attributes must this God possess in order for these things to happen? Because now he's just opened up the door with the word God. 
And now Ricky is going to go into this whole crazy diatribe about any anything that can be a god. No, I don't. This is this is a, a ridiculous. Is there a prime mover? If, if is you, there a, is it, there a demiurge that started everything? Well, outside science and nature, I don't believe so. Because the, the interesting thing is, okay, outside science and nature, he doesn't think so. All right. Well, what do you think is outside science and nature? Can you give us any examples? How about the concept of numbers? How about that? Numbers are an abstract concept that doesn't exist. Okay, there is no number seven. There is no objective, empirical number seven that we go to to hold it up. Okay, it is an abstract concept. So abstract concepts do exist outside of science and nature. And actually, science depends on abstract concepts. If you have an abstract concept, concept like a number and then you use those abstract concepts to prove something in nature and in science then therefore it proves the hypothesis that abstract concepts actually do exist so therefore things outside of science and nature actually do exist and you prove that by saying science and nature this is the thing, right? So, I, I'm an agnostic atheist, technically. Agnost, agnostics um, mean it means no one knows whether there's a God. So, everyone's technically agnostic. We okay, so right now he's changing the language and he's using a cop out argument. Okay, it's, it's like when, um, you know, that shyster uh, John Stewart, you know, he pretends to be a journalist. I mean, the majority of liberals get their news from like Comedy Central and like these kind of boneheads. And then when they press back on him, hey, what you said is totally wrong. That's ridiculous. You can't say that. And then all of a sudden they're like, what? Wait, I'm just a comedian. Wait a minute. I'm just a comedian. And it's like, oh, okay. So, oh, sorry. You're just a comedian. You're just being funny, even though you're pretending to be a journalist and you're actually pushing uh, a, a journalistic understanding. Here he's sitting there saying, listen, I do know that there is no God and here's why. And then he's like, well, wait a minute. Okay, I was just I was just pushed into a corner. Hang on. I'm, I'm an agnostic, which means I don't know. So he is trying to get to this philosophical epistemology of there is, an epistemology is a study of how we come to know what truth is. This, this idea of there's either absolute certainty or there's total depravity. Okay. Well, in science, there's no absolute certainty. There are degrees of probability. So even his understanding of the philosophy that undergirds a natural scientific philosophy or natural humanism or whatever he wants to go, but that's underneath it, the axiom of the scientific method and of nature and everything is not by the standards that he's now asking that people believe and understand God. He's not asking for degrees of probability. He's asking for absolute certainty. And the only type of people that, that hold to an absolute certainty in order for them to believe something are crazy people. All right, the movie, What About Bob? Like, the funny thing about it is that Bob is this person who has to have absolute certainty. For example, you know, if you went outside today, you know, is it possible that you could get a microscopic organism into your skin that would kill you? 
Well, yeah. Okay. Well, what does that mean? That you're a static being, that you don't move, that you don't do anything, you don't take it? No. We have entire fields of medical science that are built around this type of behavior and this type of thought process, and they're called psychologists. They're called psychiatrists. This is the thinking of a crazy person. Anyone who asks for absolute certainty when it comes to understanding the existence of God, but nowhere else in life, including what they claim within science, they are behaving just like a crazy person when it comes to the understanding of God. We don't know. That's true. So that's true. an agnostic atheist is someone who doesn't know there's a God or not, as no one does. So you're not convicted of your atheism. Well, I am. And now he's claiming to know the, ever, the thoughts of everybody else. The thoughts of every single person has ever lived in the entire world has said they don't know. I know this. Well, okay, if they don't have absolute certainty about that, how do you have absolute certainty about that particular argument that you're putting forth? That nobody knows absolutely. How do you know that? You can't. It's under the impression of, well, since I don't know, it's impossible for anybody else to know because you know, I'm an atheist and atheism is the religion that you join when you want to appear to be smarter to other people. And it's just a religion of negation by saying, no, uh Sure. No, I am, because atheism is only rejecting the claim that there is a God. Atheism isn't a belief system. Mm -hmm. Atheism, so this, this is atheism. Atheism is a belief system, and we've already proven that. Okay, it is a theology. It's a theology of negation. And there are hard atheists and there are soft atheists, just like there are agnostics, and just like there are you know, different variations of you know, theistic and deistic understanding. Okay, a, a, a soft atheist would say, we really don't see any evidence. A hard atheist says there is no evidence. An agnostic says, I, I really don't know. I've, I haven't really looked into it. I'm not really sure. In a nutshell, you say um, uh, there's a God. I say, can you prove that? You say no. I okay, so he just, he's, now he's setting up a scenario where he's actually answering the question for the Christian. I, you say there's a God. I say, can you prove it to me? You say no. No, no, that's not what happens. There are arguments for God's existence. There is evidence for God's existence. But you have to start slow. Now, if you are completely ignorant and have no concept of philosophy, of philosophical arguments, of um, you know, epistemology, of reason, of you know, syllogistic understanding, then, no, you're going to have a very tough time in life understanding this because it, it really doesn't matter to you. You have no concept. You have no clue. I say I don't believe you then. Mm -hmm. So um, you believe in one God, I assume? Uh, in three persons, but go ahead. Okay. okay, he asks, you believe in one God then? Um, well, Mr. Atheist, I don't know. Could you please give me a working definition of a God? Because how do I know that you don't think that a sunflower is God? You know, and people would say, well, you don't believe uh, sunflowers, God. No. Okay, well, then, therefore, you don't believe in God. But no. L let's listen to this ridiculous argument here. Okay, so you believe. Okay. So, but there, there are about 3,000 to choose from that have been, you know, people who believe in I've the done sun. some reading, yeah. Okay. 
No, there aren't. Whenever you look at the attributes of these gods, okay, if something, uh, the, William Lane Craig was debating an atheist one time, and you know the atheist said that I believe a computer created the universe, and William Lane Craig said, "Well, no, it can't because a computer is made up of parts." And he said, "Oh no, not this computer. Oh no, no, no. This is a very special computer." And in fact, you know, maybe I should find that clip right now in order for us to get a um, and so you can hear this back and forth. Okay, so we have William Lane Craig at a debate with um, this atheist, uh, Lewis Wolpert. And Lewis Wolpert is a moron, just like most atheists are, that they just think if they say nuh-uh enough, then that uh, proves their argument. So this is uh, the back and forth between uh, William Lane Craig and um, uh, Lewis Wolpert. But the cold hasn't got to be gone. Well, remember, I gave a, uh, an argument for thinking that this cause is timeless, yes, spaceless, immaterial, uh, enormously powerful, and personal. I think it's a computer. Well, that wouldn't. Uh, computers are designed by people. I no, mean, no, this is a self designing computer. Uh -huh. Timeless. Timeless. Well, that's a contradiction in terms. Why is it timeless? What's contradictory about it? A, a computer has to function, it takes. Oh, time. no, this is a special computer. <laughs> Yeah, but it has to be logically coherent. Oh, it's logically coherent? Yes, you have to be logically coherent. Oh, no, coherent. this and, computer and besides, is amazing. No, it, it, besides, it, it would have to be, as I said, a personal being. No. In, a computer is a physical Not this computer. Object. Oh, no. Okay, see, what you're doing is you're actually, what you're calling a computer is really God. A, a, a non-physical, non... Okay, he went on to say then, uh, after that, he said, once you've divested something of its attributes that makes it what it is, and you give it different attributes, it ceases to be what it is and actually becomes something else. So if you take something that you call a computer, which we all know, and then you divest it of any of its attributes... Okay, and give it different attributes and say that's still a computer. No, that's wrong. That's like saying, um, you know, with a like, okay, oh, yeah, I got this brand new computer. It's got four wheels. I put gasoline in it and it drives me to work. And people are like, well, no, that's not a computer. That's a car. Oh, no, not this. No, this is a special computer. And it doesn't matter how you know, I take this computer to a mechanic. This computer has oil in it. This computer, if you're just sitting there describing a car, like, no, the attributes that you have given it is are the attributes of an automobile. It's not the attributes of a computer. It might have a computer chip in it, but it does it. It's not a computer in what we are talking about when we are talking about, um, you know, computers in that sense. You've just stripped it of its attributes and you've given it different attributes. And this is what Ricky Gervais has done. He has, um, confounded, I guess, or um, convoluted all of what people call gods into saying they're all equal, they're all the same, they all have the same attributes when they don't. If you've ever done any reading, if you've ever looked into it, they all have different attributes. And because of those different attributes, they are different concepts. And abstract concepts exist. They're different things, and you have to deal with them. Stephen Colbert is talking about the Judeo-Christian God, or most, or I should say the, the Christian God of uh, one God in three persons, okay, the triune God. And this is what he's talking about, and he just lets Ricky get away with saying there are over 3,000 gods. No, there aren't. Name me another tri, uh, a, a God that is a Trinitarian God, okay? 
this, uh, this um, you know, trinity, this one God in three persons. Let me know that. I shouldn't have said tritheistic. I think that was my mistake. But, um, you know, where, where is that at? But no, he lets him get away with this. So now he, he thinks that he has the upper hand. Okay. Yeah. So, so basically, you believe in, you, you, you deny one less God than I do. You don't believe in 2,999 gods. And I don't believe in just one more. Right. <laughs> so that is a false understanding. That is like saying, well, you don't believe in automobiles, do you? Well, no, of course I believe in automobiles. No, well, I don't. Well, how can you not believe in automobiles? Do you believe that a horse is an automobile? Well, no. Do you believe that a dog is an automobile? No. There are 3,000 things that aren't automobiles, okay? I, you don't believe in... 2,999 of them. I just don't believe in one more. Automobiles don't exist. Do you see how ridiculous that argumentation is? That's one of the... That, seriously. And it goes over people's heads because most people are liberals who are atheists and they can't think for themselves. They can't think through these things. Do you, uh, do you ever have a feeling of great gratitude for existence? I love, Of course. Okay, now he's trying to seems trying to get into like the census to Venetonics. He's trying to get into like an emotional like aspect to prove God's existence. He's already lost the debate at this point. It's it's God. It's in Ricky's hands. Do you ever have? I know. I know. I know. The chances are billions to one that I am on this planet as me and never will be again. And I know I can't convince you that there there is a God, nor do I really want to convince. And he's saying that there are you know billions to one chance that he's ever being on there and stuff. Well, you know what? When you look at you know the mathematical probability of things. it's just for the mathematical probability of, you know, e- evolution, okay, the anthropic uh, principle of the, the 10 things that had to occur in order for human beings to evolve, they are so mind-bogglingly improbable that a serious scientist looking at them in any other area would dismiss it and say it's impossible. It's actually, when you look at it, it's, it actually would look like a bona fide miracle if humans actually did evolve and exist and therefore be evidence for the existence of God. There's a God, but I can only explain my experience, which is that I have a strong desire to direct that gratitude toward something or of someone. Of course, no, of yeah. course. And that I mean, thing is, that thing is God. We're mortal. We don't. We want. We want to make sense of nature and science, and, we, and it's too unfathomable that 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 everything in the universe was once crunched into something smaller than an atom. But you don't Three, know that. Well. <sighs> You're just believing but, Stephen but Hawking, not, but, and that's a matter of faith it? in his abilities. Yeah, but, yes. You don't know it yourself. You're accepting that because someone told you. Yeah. Now, this is the this is a faith argument, and Stephen actually does nail him with this one, too, because, you know, it's it's a direct, you know, experience and that sort of thing. And he's saying that, you know, well, you just have blind faith in that, therefore, and I have blind faith in this. And Christianity isn't about blind faith. We've talked about that before. You know, uh, faith is made up of uh, notitia, census, and fiducia. And we've talked about that in other podcasts and definitely in the theology pit. Well, but science, science is constantly proved all the time. You see, if... No, science is constantly proved wrong all the time, okay? Constantly proved wrong all the time. That's science's claim to fame, okay? And science is the understanding of the natural 
world around us, okay? The fact that modern science as we know it, okay, the scientific method exists because of a theistic worldview. That means that a God who's created something who it works within time and space. And it's under that assumption that it was created. If it was created, it should behave a certain way. If it behaves a certain way, it should be testable. We should be able to do it over and over and over again. And if something does happen over and over and over again, as we test it, then that actually proves the concept that there was a designer and it wasn't all completely chaotic. If we take something like any fiction, in any holy book, in any other fiction, yeah. and destroyed it, yeah. okay, in a thousand years' time, that wouldn't come back just as it was. Yeah. Whereas if we took every science... Now, he doesn't know that. He's just making that up. If you destroy it, it will all gone. And remember, as we stated in the theology pit before, and I encourage people to go back and listen to those, that if the Bible didn't exist, Christians still would. Christianity did not come from the Bible, okay? It came from the resurrection of Jesus Christ. It doesn't matter if there was a holy book. Our religion, our faith does not come from a book, okay? We have the Bible as the Word of God written down for our understanding, but that is not where our faith comes from. It comes from the resurrection of Jesus Christ. That is a, a false premise that he has just stated. Science book, yes. right, and every fact, and destroyed them all. In a thousand years, they'd all be back because all the same tests would be the same result. Okay, so what he's saying is that in a thousand years, we'd be right back to where we are. No. How long did it take human beings to get to where we are now? Okay, it didn't take a thousand years. All right, but only, only if the worldview was that there was a deistic God or a theistic God that created everything and that there was an order to the universe because it takes a, a conscious being. Okay, it takes a, um, a a personal thought in order to take things and put them in an order. Okay, you don't get order from chaos. All right, so for that order to exist, someone would have to say, "All right, well, there had to be something outside of us, something big and powerful that did create everything, and it, it all behaves a certain way." And to prove that, then we should be able to do tests over and over again. So actually, the scientific method again testing you know things over and over again proves the existence of God. It does not dis prove it that's good that's really good so we and stephen colbert of course concedes to that because he's like i i've never heard that before i'm just a roman catholic that is not an apologist that does i'm i'm just your average christian believer that would fall for something like that that's don't, really good i don't need i don't need <laughs> i don't need faith in science i don't need faith to know that probably if i jump out of a window Every other time someone jumped on, they smashed to the ground because yeah. of this thing called gravity. Faith, again, is uh, in the biblical sense, knowledge, assent, and trust in that. So he's saying that, actually, I do have faith because of that particular thing. Then, yeah. Satan would be raping you. This is why I'm a good boy. Ricky, uh, please come back yeah, and state though, something even yeah. more. Being being good is you know what saves you. If, if, if you know when he dies, you know he's imagining that. Well, you know if it, if it is a goal, and then I go and I'm like, well, you know I, I was really nice to a lot of people. I was uh, I, I, I give a lot of money to charities, and and I, I was really good. It does that doesn't matter. 
it doesn't matter how good you are. It matters about God declaring you righteous, about, you know, you having Christ covering your sins. Okay, that's what it's about. All right, it, uh, if it was just about, you know, well, we can all just try and do the best that we can, then why did Christ come and die? What was the point of that? Okay, this is the ridiculousness of atheism today, and this is what passes for intelligent thought. All right. Um, yeah, thanks for listening to the American Christian Thinker. Um, we're gonna have more podcasts like this uh, coming out. You know, if you like it, hey, send me an email, Samson at SamsonStick.com, or you know, go ahead to SamsonStick.com, check out you know my blog life, and hit the uh, American Christian Thinker, and yeah, tell me what you think of all this stuff. And now, oh yeah, we also have a uh, Facebook page. Check it out on Facebook. All right, everyone, take care. Thank you.